if this is your judgment, I accept your correction. However, if this is unjust, then I leave it with you. You are my judge. David said, you are the one that vindicates me. That is, that's the beginning of your prayer and the end of it on that matter. Don't go ahead spreading gist in this office. Once you are not from Anambra, that's how it is. <laughs> Which is, our, you know, the Nigerian talk. Ever since the boss came, we knew. He's been happy since, everybody here they're from Anambra, they've been happy since he, he resumed work. Because since then, they are the only ones that he recognizes. Once you join that talk as a believer, you are walking in the flesh and you are cutting off your access to your own inheritance. It's a kind of talk believers shouldn't get involved in. My message today, simply, is give thanks at all times. That is my message. How to pray in the time of adversity. If things are not working well, the believer must learn to give thanks. Let's start from here. The book of Habakkuk chapter 3. The Lord Jesus used to say, you have heard, but I tell you. What does that tell you? As a believer, your life does not follow the natural order. The way you respond to things is not the way the average person responds. Now, we're not going to read everything from the beginning. But what Habakkuk was saying is that he began to see God riding, bringing forth judgment upon the adversaries that Israel has had. But at the point he was saying it, Israel was under affliction. Things were rough for the people of Israel at that particular point in time. Now, the day that God's judgment will arrive, he wasn't sure. So he said what he would do is just to be patient and wait for that day. He has seen what God is going to do against their enemies. You can read it in the New, maybe New Living Translation from verse 1. It will be clearer. All right? But then he, they were still in distress. He said, I heard and my inward past trembled. At the sound, my lips quivered. Decay entered my bones and in my place I trembled because I must wait. Now listen to this. I must wait quietly for the day of distress. For the people to arise who will invade us. Now, what he was describing actually is the day of deliverance that was coming when people stronger than their enemies will come and liberate them. Are you getting my point? But meanwhile, he had to wait. Now, please don't bother yourself with the details of that. But if you read New Living Translation, it will be very easy for you to connect it. It's quite uh, tricky to interpret what he was saying. All right? Now, but what I want to bring out is that while he's waiting for that day to arrive, he said, what am I going to do? Because I said at that point in time, they were in distress. He said, this is what I will do. Though the fig tree should not blossom, and there be no fruit in the vines, though the yield of the olive should fail, and the fields produce no food, though the flocks should be cut off from the fold, and there be no cattle in the stalls, things are working roughly, though there be no fuel in the feeding stations, and power is failing so much, I have to buy more fuel. Though the salaries are delayed, and that is, and you know, children resume school yesterday. <laughs> this man said true. <laughs> that was what Habakkuk was describing. I hope you are getting my point. That's what he was describing. 
He said, what will I do? Verse 18. Despite all of these things, yet I will exalt in the Lord or rejoice. That's what I was saying. At least I will be excited. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. He said, the Lord is my strength, not the environment, not what I can see. And he has made my feet like hinds feet. Hinds an animal, not like an antelope. And makes me walk on my high places. Now, that's what Habakkuk said, your response must be as a believer. I said something before. God does not give advice. He doesn't tell you to be good if you behave like this. Everything he says is a commandment. When he said to believers, Paul was writing Philippians chapter 4 there. He said, rejoice. Again, I say what? Rejoice. That's a word of instruction. That's a word of instruction. It it, it, is not counsel that, hmm, let me give you a prescription that might work if you try it. It is rejoice. Again, let me emphasize it to you. Rejoice. Now, by the time you tell somebody rejoice, you know, I always like to emphasize to believers, let's read in between the lines. Let's look closely at what's actually going on. If you came in now and said, man of God, you have been, okay, have you seen this, cat, uh, this uh, joke, um, Mark Angel? When the guy came in, he beat a hundred thousand dollars like this. I said, Pastor, this is my tithe. The pastor fell down under the power. <laughs> he got up and began to speak all kinds of tongues. He knelt down one angle of the church, went another angle of the church. Finally, I said, My son, stand there, let me kneel here and pray for you. If you give a man $100,000, you never command him to rejoice. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can't come and give me, I'm standing here like this, say, Pastor, you've been a blessing. I just look and said to myself, what will I do to bless you back? And what came to my mind, that this $50,000, I kept it there, I didn't know what I would do with it. My spirit just said, give to Pastor Banky. Please, don't tell me to rejoice. Don't bother. <laughs> Don't just bother. What is that you telling me to rejoice about? Before, in fact, that I'm not jumping is out of. I'm just keeping myself cool. I'm trying to pretend. Also, oh, the, the, the Lord laid upon your heart. Let me pray for you. <laughs> Father, as soon as you go, I'll call my wife. Baby! <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is good. <laughs> No, no, that's the reality. So I'm trying to say, when the Bible says rejoice, you know what it means? They have no pay salaries. That's what it means. When the Bible says rejoice, it means things are not working well. David said, my enemies, don't rejoice about me. Because, I said, because uh, even though I fall, I will rise again. Only a man that's on the ground speaks such psalms. I can't be standing and beating you and say, don't rejoice over me. Even though I fall, I'll rise again and I'm the one beating you. It's when I'm on the floor. You are kicking me badly. And I'm warning you, <laughs> don't rejoice over Because even though I fall, I will rise again. So when you see scriptures like rejoice, again I say rejoice. It is spoken to those who really have no cause for rejoicing. That's why I have to say it again. I'm going to emphasize to believers. You know, 
The other day, I told you that my colleagues, we have this chat group, which I don't know how to get out of without offending people too much. Anyway, every day, I told them, I said, I've not heard this amount of complaint in my life as I hear in this place. 200 well-educated adults complaining your ears every day. I said to them, I said, do you realize you are more prosperous than 90% of human beings on this earth? These are specialists. I said, this is your talk, because they are all doctors. I said, it's a guaranteed, now, don't mind the big niche I want to use, all right? It's simple. I said, this is your talk, is guaranteed etiologic factor for clinical depression. I think you all understand I said, this your talk is guaranteed etiologic factor for clinical depression. Nobody can read through your charts and be happy. I told them. I said, are you saying God hasn't blessed you in anything? Oh, I never saw people deaf like that before in my life. Because the response was, thank you for your talk, but the roads are not good. <laughs> but things are not working well. I said, there they go again. I said, so you can't thank God. Once I, God knows I thank him all the time. I said, I don't know it because you never say it. Every time you open your mouth, complain, complain, complain. Now, why am I telling this story? One of them now responded to me later and said, he said, you see, if you start thanking, if you, if you, he said, you have to avoid a situation of suffering and smiling. That if you are smiling too much, heaven may think you are happy with your situation. <laughs> He said, so let people continue complaining so that heaven will know they are not happy. <laughs> of course, trust me, under such circumstances, I don't offer responses. Because obviously, you're not open to scriptural instruction. So it's a waste of my time. I didn't respond at all. I just kept quiet. I didn't say anything again. But it made me think that, of course, this is how it is. Most human beings don't understand how the Lord reasons. Listen, David said, you must, you see, your life is attracted to what you magnify. Did you hear what I said? Your life is attracted towards the thing that you magnify. If you magnify problems, problems and you, you become friends. If you magnify the little that God has done for you, listen, miracles, solutions become part of your life. So that logic that fellow gave is totally wrong. I didn't answer, but, but the fact is that that was totally wrong logic. Scripturally, joy. You need joy to tap blessing. I hope you are getting my point. You need it. That is why anytime God wants to bless people, first thing tell them, look, don't be afraid. He has to clear all this spiritual confusion that obstructs the flow of power. He has to clear the cloud that does not allow the person to see straight. So he, as far as, look, in the midst of your trouble, he commands, start rejoicing there. In the midst of the troubles, he commands you to start rejoicing. Look for one reason to rejoice. You must. I'm talking about how to pray in the time of adversity. This is a commandment of God. He said in everything, give thanks. He said in that Philippians chapter 5, he said, this is the will of God concerning you. You must give thanks in everything, every situation. He said that is the will of God. You can't be going against the will of God and expect God to be working miracles in your life. No, you can't do that. The logic that my friend gave, 
totally wrong. The more you whine and complain, the less God does for you. The truth is that the more you learn to whine and complain, the less you see that he has done. And until you recognize that he has actually done some things, he can't do another one. Let me repeat this, my doctrine I've been preaching for some time. The story of Jonah. Hmm. Because of my time, well, I'll just summarize it. Go to the book of Jonah and go and read that story. No, don't open it now. It's a, I mean, we all know where it is. And we can easily find it and read when we have to. God told Jonah, go to Nineveh. You know the story? Decided to go to Tashish. And then on his way to Tashish, the sea became boisterous. And things were going really bad for everybody. And all of them realized that something, it appears like God is actually angry with somebody on the boat. And then they took Jonah, who said, oh yes, I'm the one. Of course, they cast lots. What do you do? Where are you coming from? Where's your profession? I'm a prophet. God told me to go and do something. I refuse to do it. And that is why all of you are in trouble now. What is the solution? Throw me overboard. They said no. They tried, but after a while, they, didn't, they couldn't succeed. Finally, they tossed Jonah overboard. Now, I'm going to give you a sequence of what happened. You have to read closely through the scriptures to decipher it from there. It's actually inside there, but it's not so clear. You have to look closely. This was what happened. Jonah was tossed into the water. And he, he was, of course, after a short while, he began to drown. And as he was drowning and going to the bottom of the, um, the sea or the ocean, whatever, at that time, in his heart, he was crying out to God for deliverance. He prayed. He said a lot of things to God as the weeds were encircling around him. And according to him, as he was hitting the bottom of the mountains, that is, the root of the mountains, because the mountains extend down what you actually see, all right, as the ocean is like in between mountains. So he was getting down to the bottom of the ocean. He prayed to God and begged God for deliverance. He repented. And as a result of that, God sent a large fish, all right, a sea monster to go and swallow Jonah. One man of God I listened to believes that Jonah died. And that what you found afterward was a resurrected Jonah. I don't know, all right? But one thing I'm setting off is that Jonah prayed as he was going down. And when he got there, the fish picked him up after he had prayed to God, swallowed him, and was swimming around with Jonah in his belly. Now, what I'm aware of again, this is what I'm convinced. Jonah was conscious enough to begin to respond to his situation. Is that response of Jonah I am talking about? Let's open to the book of Jonah. Chapter 2. The fellow who told me that I'm always thanking God, he knows. <laughs> the Bible says it's a lie. <laughs> he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You cannot be grumbling outwardly and tell me you are thankful inside, insidely. You know I speak in tongues. <laughs> you can't be grumbling outwardly and you are telling me that in word though, that you are always grateful. It's not true. You are lying to yourself. You are lying to yourself. If you are really grateful, it will come out of your mouth. If you are thankful to God, every sentence will be punctuated at least once in a while. We thank God. We thank the Lord. No, God is good. Were it not for God? We thank Him. Things will have been worse. We thank the Lord. It will come out. I don't think I live in another country. Which country do I live in? Yet, why, what do people see that I don't see? Until last night, I didn't have public power for like three straight days. 
one of the nights, my fuel finished. But you know, I always have something to thank God for. I mean, there was no fuel. I told my wife, thank God it's a cool night. Yeah, the Lord said, cool breeze that day. No power supply. Fuel in my gen went off, finished. Everywhere was dark. I said, at least it's a cold night. And as, as the Lord will have it, you know, my bedroom is a very nice one, all right? In that it has a full door opening to the balcony upstairs. So you just throw it wide open. The breeze of heaven. The heavenly air conditioner. It was so good that early hours of the morning, I had to look for something to cover myself. That, that was something to thank God for. Even let it be a hot night, I will still thank God that there is a roof. There are those who are in the open. Go to Syria. Go to Belgium now, where they are rushing to. Go to those countries. That I was watching on Al Jazeera. And I saw their tents in the rainy season. People who had homes before, now they are in tents. No gutters, no plumbing, nothing. So this is this one. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a refugee here. Are you getting my point? I'm not, I'm not applying. There's always something to thank God for. That's the point I'm making. So there's nothing anybody has seen in this country that me too, I'm not there. So all the whining my friends, my colleagues were doing, I said, I refuse to participate. If I told them, I said, okay, have fun. Bye-bye. Let me go and join those who have things to thank God for. Jonah chapter 2. It was from here I got the doctrine I've been preaching to you. But many people overlook this. They jump from verse 16 into verse 17 of chapter 1, which is next to each other. Without realizing there's something in between. Where's the thing in between? The thing in between is in chapter 2. You see Jonah tell you the story. They threw him into the fish, into the waters, and then the fish swallowed him. In that verse 17 of chapter 1, we read that the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the stomach of the fish three days and three nights. Now let's go to the next line. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the stomach of the fish. And he said, this was his prayer. What was the first line of his prayer? All right, all right, wait, 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 wait. Let me start from here. What version is your own? Apostle. What does he say? The, the, uh, yeah, the first letter, verse 2. And he said what? I cried, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble and he answered me. Who was another translation? New King James. What does he say? Now notice this. I cried. I'm going to emphasize the past tense. To the Lord and he answered me. That is, where he was at that time was an answer. I don't know whether you're getting my point. His prayer did not start in the belly of the fish. His prayer started before now. <laughs> I cried, my own New American Standard. It says, I cried out of my distress to the Lord, and he answered me. I cried for help from the depth of shore. He said, you heard my voice. For you had cast me into the deep. It was not the men on the boat. It was God. Into the heart of the seas. And the current engulfed me. All your breakers and billows passed over me. So I said, I have been expelled from your sight. Nevertheless, I will look again toward your holy temple. Water encompassed me to the point of death. 
The great deep engulfed me, which were wrapped around my head. I descended to the root of the mountains. The earth with its bars were around me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pits, O Lord my God. While I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord. Have you seen that? And my prayer came to you into your holy temple. He said, those who regard vain idols forsake their faithfulness. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. Notice that. My sacrifice is coming up as a voice of thanksgiving. He said, that which I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation, he says, is from the Lord. I personally think that his vow was simple. I will go to Nineveh. <laughs> Are you getting my point? I will go. <laughs> the Bible now says, in verse 10, Then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah up onto the dry land. Now, you see this, we've read these 10 verses, and it's so clear. Jonah was descending down. Now, let me ask you a question. The belly of the fish, is here a nice place to be? No, definitely it's not. It's not. But it's far better than the bottom of the ocean where you are drowning and you are dead. So Jonah, in the midst of, he was still in distress. But this distress is definitely better than the other one. So he began to offer thanksgiving to God. A sacrifice, which he says is a voice of thanksgiving. This is message I picked from here. Listen. The Bible says, verse 10, The Lord commanded the fish, and he vomited Jonah up onto dry land. Now listen to this. This is my conviction after studying the scriptures. If Jonah had stayed there, which is what many of us do, and said, Belly of fish. Okay. Belly of fish. Is this what they call deliverance? Belly of fish. You can't even see the daylight. Where am I? Am I even showing the belly of fish? This could be hellfire for all I know. <laughs> that is the beginning of digestion. Are you getting my point? <laughs> I know what I'm telling you. The man will have been digested. God does not joke. Anytime God wants to do something and he doesn't do it, it is because intervention was made. I don't know whether you're getting my point. He doesn't joke. This man stayed in the belly of the fish. Why? So that he will learn a lesson. I believe that one of the things a man came to understand is that, ah, belly of fish, thank God, at least there's a pocket of air a man can breathe. Thank God. Whew, I thought I was dead. I'm not dead yet. Are you getting my point? Why am I not dead yet? God must have answered my prayers. Lord, I thank you. The more he gave God thanks, the more he stimulated the fish until the fish had to vomit him onto dry land. That's what I'm trying to emphasize. Those who whine and complain in the belly of the fish, they get digested by the fish. Believe me. Those who whine and complain because they see this cup could have been full. Why is it only half empty? That is, are you getting my point? He said, why is it half full? They said, why is it half empty? They are the ones that the cup continues to drain. If you complain about the cup, this cup is half empty. It becomes three quarters empty until finally it becomes totally empty. But if you say, Lord, I thank you that this cup is not empty, at least it is half full. Then it becomes three quarters full until your thanksgiving provokes it to fullness. How do you respond in time of affliction? You do like Habakkuk said. You rejoice at all times. When the Bible says rejoice, I said earlier, 
rejoice is a commandment given to those who don't really have cause to rejoice. Their flesh is not saying rejoice. Things around them is not saying they are not saying rejoice. So the only place they get the commandment to rejoice from is from the word of God. Listen, it's a habit you must create when things are good and when things are bad to always be thankful. I'm telling you today, if you want your life to move forward, thanksgiving must be your habit. That's what I'm going to emphasize. Listen, one of the things, one of the temptations of life is to take that thanksgiving away from our mouths because of circumstances. No matter how bad things are, please go and read my book, Great Faith Can Be Yours. That was, in fact, <laughs> the, the story I was telling you earlier, that one of my friends, I told him what happened. That was the story I was telling you. Because my wife was pregnant, eighth month of pregnancy, you know, she went into labor, went to hospital, they said the baby had died and all of that. So when I told him later, he said, ah, no wonder that that's why, he said, a few weeks ago, I just woke up one day and you were just so strongly on my mind and I began to pray for you. Now that told me something, I said, it could have been worse. Oh, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. <laughs> it could have been worse. Now, one thing the story that I remember that day, as soon as everybody departed, I told my wife, let me have your hands. We held, she was lying down, I held her hands and we began to give thanks. Father, I thank you. You know, because you are a good God. We began, no, right there, worship the Lord very well. Eleven months later, that big head was born. <laughs> See him over there. <laughs> Eleven months. Listen, life, eh, they, don't let adversity take the thank, that is, the thanksgiving of God from your mouth. Find, no matter how bad things are, find something to give God thanks for. If, you don't, if your body can't find, say, Lord, I want to give you thanks. Why? Because you said, be thankful and rejoice. Yes, <laughs> Is that not the commandment of God? Yeah. At least you've looked around, there's nothing else. Alright, so what do I do? So I'm going to thank you, Lord, for one simple reason. Because your word says, be thankful and rejoice. Lord, I thank you because you said something. Lord, I thank you because I have somebody to thank. There are those who believe there is no God. And you said they are fools. But I thank you that at least on that level, I am not a fool. <laughs> yes. I'm here giving you thanks for the knowledge of thanksgiving. Oh Lord, I thank you. That is, you've looked around, there's absolutely zero. You can't find any other thing. This is one thing you always find. The commandment that says what? Rejoice and be thankful. Somebody says, why are you rejoicing? I heard you just lost your job. Not the way Christians pray sometimes. Lord, here is my tithe booklet. Where were you? <laughs> Lord, ah, where were you? Where were you? Will you not arise? You lose ordinary job. You harass God. Ordinary job. Why do we look at this job and see this is God? Let me tell you the truth. If you lose a job and you need to say, Lord, thank you. I'm grateful. At least tomorrow I can sleep the whole day. I don't have to go out. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Say, so, Lord, now you can talk clearly to, clearly to me. There's some, there's some mistake Christians make. We think God only does the thing that we specifically ask concerning. No, he doesn't always do that. There are times you don't ask for something, and he does it because you did something else. Let me give you an example. Solomon did not have to ask for wealth and long life. He asked for wisdom. 
And God said, here is your wisdom. Now, let me give you things you did not ask for. He does that. He does that. He does that. Some people think that if you get home like that and say what I'm prescribing, it means you can never recover that job. Two things. So, we don't play tricks with God. When we say thank you, we mean thank you. It's not let us thank him enough until he changes his mind. So has he changed his mind? No. Begin to worship. Begin to worship. Father, we worship. We worship you. We worship you. Has he changed his mind? No. Thank him. Father, we thank you. We thank you. After two days, ah, he has not changed his mind. We told this Thanksgiving. When we are doing Thanksgiving, it's not bribe. We really mean we are grateful. That's what it means. We really mean we are grateful. That means we look for something to be grateful for. Especially that which is recorded in the scriptures. That one cannot change. You can say, Lord, thank you. I have this house. And they remove the house. So look for something that they cannot remove. The word of God abides forever. Say, Lord, I want to thank you that you said. I I worship you. I see a few manifestations. I may not see all the manifestations, but I thank you. Despite what has happened, in everything I give thanks. We're not bribing God. Let's get that one clear. That's number one. Number two, you can be giving thanks like that. And that's it. He'll tell the MD, call that boy back. He's the best person to do this job. You've laid off how many people? Seven. All right, you need to call. He'll just wake up one day and say, no, we laid off seven. Why? We need at least three other people to do this work now. Ah, okay, we can't call them back. Call them back. Tell them it's a mistake. Come on, we just call and say, please, did you receive the termination letter yesterday? Yes. Ah, sorry, it was not your own. They are lying, but don't mind. <laughs> you can come back and say, okay, go to the next position. It has a higher pay. You can do it. Even though you did not specifically ask for that. But sometimes, he doesn't want you to come back. He said, this place has been a place of comfort that has not allowed you to move forward. So what are you doing? I just want to shake you up a bit. What do I do? Start giving thanks. Start giving thanks. Start giving thanks. If you give thanks, your eyes will be clear. Listen, when you are crying, you don't see well, even spiritually. Go and listen to my message. When I talk about, um, about the well. Yes. What, what, what? Open my eyes, oh Lord. Yes. Listen, it is with joy that you draw water from the well of salvation. That's what the Bible says. Literally, that's the scripture. You have to learn to be happy. You can't let the devil win in your life. You have to learn to be happy. I just wake up in the morning and say today, why are you dancing? The Bible says rejoice. I'm obeying God. No music, I'm obeying God. Things are bad. You just, that is, is the deliberate thing. Just wake up and start laughing. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Why are you laughing? The Bible says rejoice. You win jackpot, I rejoice at thy word like those who won jackpot. Is that not what the scripture says? Yes. <laughs> Listen, that rejoicing thing is not in your heart too. You know, this is my face that will refuse to smile. God knows I'm rejoicing in my heart. There is nothing like that. If there is joy in your heart, there will be a smile on your face. I always tell people, be happy. What did I say? What did I say? It's a deliberate... Look, listen. If you sit down and start checking everything that is wrong, you will see enough to count to be unhappy about. But if you settle down and say, this is what the word of God says, let me cooperate with what God is saying. 
I'm saying in the midst of affliction, you must do that if you are going to see God move in your life. When the Bible says they cried unto the Lord, it doesn't mean they were weeping. We, we. Cry means to call. Hey, please, hey, God, help us here. That's the meaning of cry. Are you getting my point? When people cry to God, Jesus, he say, come, stop crying. What do you want me to do? That this crying won't get us anywhere. I can't even understand you. You're, you're shouting too much. Be, be silent. That's God's attitude to whining and complaining. Let's see how many of you have bought for at 220? Okay, some of you have bought at 250. All those of you that have bought for at 220, I've not, uh, let me tell you what happened to you. One, you have something to buy for your four. Have you noticed? Some of you didn't put up your hand. Waiting because they are you the one? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the first thing. You have something to buy for your for. Number two, you had the two twenty to pay. Listen, if you were totally broke, you will, if it's motor, you will jack it at home and sit there. So for you to have something to buy for your for, that's cause of Thanksgiving. For you to have money to buy it, it is some. It's a, it's, it's a reason to thank God. If you see that here, I will manufacture how to thank God in different situations for you. But most importantly, something that never shakes is the scripture. The word of God. No, no, no. That is the main thing. You start in the morning. Father God, I thank you. This is what you said concerning me. Oh, I like that my scripture. You said you will cause prosperity to flow towards me like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. Hallelujah. Father, I give you thanks. That is just be happy for nothing. You don't work. It doesn't matter. This scripture is like food. (laughs) That is my last message on this series, how to pray in the time of affliction. Affliction must never be allowed to thank, take thanksgiving from your mouth. I hope you've gotten my point. Let's rise to our feet and begin to give the Lord thanks. Let's say, Lord, we thank you. Let's rejoice. Begin to declare, say, Lord, I rejoice in you. I rejoice at your word like one, like one that I want jackpot. Lord, thank you for the jackpot of my life, which is the scripture, which is the promise of God. <laughs> Say, man shall not live by bread alone. Lord, I thank you that I'm living by every word. Life is flowing into me by every word. Oh, thank him, thank him, thank him. You know, be happy. Put a smile on your face as you are thanking God. Say, Lord, thank you. Life is flowing into me by every word. Supplies flow to me because of every word. Health flows to me because of every word. Every word that you have spoken. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you because you forgive my sins. Thank you that I have been forgiven. I'm free. I'm not in bondage. I'm not a slave. The devil has no power over me. That is cause for rejoicing. Lord, I thank you. Oh, I like what the Bishop Oedipo said. <laughs> that somebody stole his bag. Say, Lord, thank you. I'm not a thief. So if you lost something, say, Lord, thank you. I'm not a thief. Thank you. I'm not a thief. Yeah, they stole my money. Oh, Lord, I want to worship you that I am not the thief. <laughs> he said, the Lord also said to him, if you have lost anything, I'm the reason you did not lose everything. So begin to thank, say, Lord, thank you, I did not lose everything. I did not lose everything. I lost a job, I did not lose my certificate. I lost a job, I did not lose my skill. My skill is still with me. Thank you. Thank you for that skill I acquired. I worked there for four years. In that process, I learned something. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Oh, Lord, thank you. Because you have opened another door. Thank you because there is a well. There is a well of water. Lord, I want to thank you. I rejoice. I rejoice. I refuse to be sad. Say, Lord, I just deliberately refuse to be sad. I rejoice. I obey the scripture. I rejoice at your word. I rejoice. Say, rejoice again. I say, rejoice. Give thanks for everything unto God. Say, Lord, I want to thank you 
because of the problem I had. I want to thank you for it. I want to thank you. Ah, I like one thing Jonah said. Jonah said, you were the one that cast me into the water. Hey, it's not the devil. The devil has no power in my life. I magnify my God. Say, Lord, I thank you because I know you. I thank you because I have people that are praying for me. Say, Lord, I thank you. Begin to give him thanks. Begin to give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. All we are doing today, just thank God. We are not asking for anything. Say, Lord, thank you for life. Thank you for health. Thank you because you are with me in my going out and in my coming in. Thank you because you've been supplying my needs. Thank you because of the things, Lord, that you have made happen for me. Thank you, Lord. Say, Lord, thank you. Say, Lord, thank you. Say, Lord, I want to thank you. Yes, I came from a family that had a lot of problems. But Lord, from there, you still met me. You taught me truth. I've now become a missionary and a messenger and a prophet and a priest to them. Thank you. Thank you. Because my life is counting in somebody's life. Thank you. Say, Lord, thank you. I may not have a a million dollars today, but the little I have, you gave me a heart of generosity and I've been able to share. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you. There are those that have plenty, but they do not have that heart of generosity. They do not have peace, but you gave me peace. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you because of security around me. Lord, thank you that when I'm traveling on the road, I'm not afraid of bombs. Uh-uh. Thank you, Father God. Thank you because I may not see them, but I know your angels are all around me. Say, Lord, thank you. Rejoice. Say, Lord, I'm happy. <laughs> Lord, I am happy. Thank you. I rejoice again. I, because you said rejoice, I'm rejoicing. I'm rejoicing. I am happy. I am happy. Make me think I'm silly. I just lost something. Something just died in my house, in my life, yet I'm thanking you. I'm not wearing black, I'm just rejoicing. Lord, I thank you for that knowledge. I rejoice, it's deliberate. Thank God, he said, Lord, I will not die in the belly of the fish. I know I will not die in the belly of the fish. I'm heading for my own dry land. I am heading for my dry land. The situation around now may be the belly of the fish. I am heading for my dry land. Just give the Lord thanks. Give the Lord thanks today. Let us thank Him. Father, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving will be with you forever in Jesus' name. Let me say this again. I said earlier. Your eyes spiritually will be clear and you will see the road that God wants you to walk on. Amen. Confession is banished from your life. Amen. If it looks like you don't know what to do, just take a minute and just thank the Lord. Just dance. Say, Father, thank you. Thank you because the Holy Spirit is with me, leading me to all truth. Amen. And clarity will come to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Confession is not your portion anymore. Amen. Doors, now listen now. Doors that were closed for you before, they're about to open. Amen. Because before you went there without that heart, of thanksgiving. Now you go back there with a smile on your face. Doors will open for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody has just become more beautiful. Amen. I'm telling you, somebody has just become very handsome. Amen. Now you are people. <laughs> if men start chasing you from tomorrow, you know why. You know why. It's not my fault. All right. So you have to learn another method to handle other problems. <laughs> it's the glory of God. It's resting upon you right now. Is making you radiant. Amen. The Bible says they look to him. 
they looked to him and they were radiant, my Bible says. And their faces were no longer ashamed. Shame has been wiped away from your life in Jesus' name. Once again, just say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessings. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time. Bless somebody on your left and your right. This is your season of fruitfulness and multiplication. Somebody else. All right, share our brethren.